Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another Word for Today with Ray. And before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, what can we say when we begin to understand more and more about you and your Son, Jesus, and your ways by studying your Word? Lord, that you desire for us to know the truth and you sent your Holy Spirit to teach us these truths, it's just sometimes, well, it just blesses us so much. I pray today, Lord, that once again, you will encourage us in this book of Esther, that you'll show us how you are sovereignly over all of the events, not only of this story, but also our lives. And Lord, as we learn your truth today, I pray you'd help us and empower us to live according to your ways. And we'll give you thanks for doing so. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The title to today's lesson is King Ahasuerus' Tribute. And it's taken from the book of Esther, chapter 10 and verse 1. The days of Purim were set, and the Jews all over the Persian Empire would set aside these two days as a celebration and remembrance of the mighty delivering power of God. What would be next in the kingdom? And how would this wonderful story end? In chapter 10 and verse 1 of the book of Esther, our final chapter in the book, we learn more about King Ahasuerus' reign, where we read, And the king Ahasuerus laid a tribute upon the land and upon the isles of the sea. The verse begins, and the king Ahasuerus laid a tribute upon the land. At first glance, we might see this as an act, this act as a form of taxation or exacting from the people, and it could have been. However, the word tribute is the Hebrew word mock. It is pronounced like mass. It means a gang or body of forced laborers, task workers, labor band or gang, forced service, task work, serfdom, tributary, tribute, levy, taskmasters who were discomforted. In other words, King Ahasuerus either taxed the people or forced servants to be upon the land. We might remember that 500 of those serving in the palace of Sushan were destroyed by the Jews when they defended themselves, never mind those who were killed all over the kingdom. Nonetheless, the king felt it necessary to either tax the people or build a labor force throughout his kingdom. The verse goes on to say, and upon the isles of the sea. The land was not the only territory over which the king of Persia reigned. He also reigned over the isles or islands of the sea. In each of these areas, he mandated these taxes or servants to be arranged. There was nowhere throughout the kingdom where the king's mighty hand was not felt. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. One of the great lessons within the book of Esther is the overriding presence of the power that is involved. At one point, Haman thought himself powerful and he was able to convince the king to agree to a law destroying the Jews. However, he underestimated the power of God, who had a plan for Queen Esther to not only demonstrate her power, but also show the power of the Almighty. When King Ahasuerus laid this tribute upon the land and isles of the seas of the Persian Empire, he demonstrated his power and enforced it. 
As we ponder this verse, perhaps our thoughts will be directed toward those things in life over which we have been given reign. Maybe it is a position of government, or it may be within our family. It might be as an employer or boss over a few or many people. Whatever that position may be, we would do well to remember that all power and positions of power come from God Almighty, and there is none who compares in power to him. Next time, we will discover where the Acts of Ahasuerus were written. So read ahead, and we shall join together then. Until tomorrow, there is more. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace as you continue to study his word. In Jesus' name.